Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia fishing report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How's it going, Matt? Pretty good, Marvin. How are you? Well, just trying to stay out of trouble as usual. Um, I imagine you've been enjoying the cool weather that passed through the last week or so, but it probably kind of goofed up the fishing a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it, uh, it had some, some of these days it felt nice. I mean, I think it was last, uh, Tuesday, like Monday night, we had a big cold front come through and Tuesday it felt like October outside, which was, you know, to get break from the, the summer heat, but that particular day, um, we lost, we lost like 10 to 12 degrees of water temperature and it just kind of made things a little funky. And anytime that, that happens, you know, it, it does, you know, mess with the fishing a little bit, but you just kind of have to react to it and try to, try to optimize your game plan and, and make things happen. Got it. And how long does it kind of take for things to bounce back when either, uh, you know, a low pressure center goes through or a cold front passes through? Oh, I say a couple days usually. I mean, it depends. You know, sometimes they stick around a little longer. You know, that that one in particular blew through pretty quickly. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think, the days kind of been running together here the last couple weeks. But Tuesday was the first like real chilly day, and then, but I mean by the end of the week, it was back. You know, in the high 80s, low 90s, which is kind of hot for us in the mountains down here. Um, so that one in particular is pretty, pretty quick, pretty sharp. You know, sometimes you get several days of that, but generally by the time it's over, you know, two, three days afterwards, um, it gets back to pretty good. And I think it just gets better every day after that cold front has, has passed through and, and things kind of shape back up into, you know, seasonal temps and, and weather uh, patterns. Got it. And so is the adjustment that you make to either start later or to start at the same time and kind of fish subsurface and wait for them to start looking up again, or how do you kind of handle that? Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, it depends, you know, because the, the thing about, you know, guiding, you know, if I was fishing personally, I can pretty much do I mean, I guess that depends too, you know, on what I have going on in the evenings and that kind of thing. But if I had the whole day, you know, and we had a real sharp cold front, you know, the, the night before and temps dropped quite a bit, I'd definitely start later, kind of like fishing in the wintertime, you know, it doesn't make any sense to get out there at six in the morning. You know, you want to let the sun get up, warm the water up a little bit. Theoretically, the fish will be a little more active. Um, the, the warmer the water gets and so but but rarely can you do that with clients because most of them either you know need to drive home that night or or you know whatever but uh every once in a while and i think tuesday i actually did get lucky in that sense that the guys were staying uh over that night as well and heading back the next morning so we could start at like 10 you know that that day and fish later in the day like i said fish the uh real high sun hours and, and later in the day after the, after the water's warmed up quite a bit. That's kind of the way I tend to go. Got it. And how's the bug activities? What were you, are we done with cicadas or cicadas still kind of working? We've got, I'm sure damselflies and dragonflies. What are you seeing out on the water? 
But yeah, the you know the the damselflies and, and dragonflies are around pretty much all summer. I mean, starting in like mid May, early May. Um, at least that's when I tend to start seeing them in numbers. And and they, you know, just like any terrestrial insect, um, you know, you see it trout fishing too. You know, if you're going to go fish hoppers on a meadow stream, you know, there's not as much activity at, at seven or eight in the morning. It's usually you know, noon or one o'clock in the afternoon, um, that they really get going. Um, and the smallmouth key in on, on the, the damselflies and the dragonflies, I think, uh, pretty much all summer because they're near the water pretty consistently and available. Um, so for that reason, I mean, like topwater bugs that are, you know, that Carolina blue and, and green and that kind of thing, those colors work pretty well all summer. Um, and then the cicadas, um, have been out. The dog day cicadas have been out for probably a month now. Um, that, that, that was about a month ago is probably when I saw the first one. Um, and they, they are alive and kicking up in the trees right now. You can hear that, uh, that buzzing, um, pretty consistently during the day, particularly after the sun's gotten up. But they and they randomly end up in the water um, when they're healthy right now. But the big, you know, summertime topwater cicada pattern is later in the summer, um, you know, mid to late August into September when the uh, the bugs have kind of completed their life cycle and die and they're falling in the water. Um, that that's when the cicadas become really important, um, and that hasn't quite gotten here yet. But you know, I you can usually catch a uh, catch a fish on on a topwater bug that, that imitates the cicada year round. It's just kind of um, when it comes to mashing the hatch it's later in the summer with the cicadas. Got it. And folks, if you have a question for Matt, be sure to send us the question on the Articulate Fly Facebook page. And if we read your question, uh, you'll get some Articulate Fly swag. And we're going to have a drawing at the end of the season from all the folks that uh, we've read their questions on the air. And the lucky winner, uh, Matt's going to hook them up with some flies and some discount coupons on Riley Rods. Um, Well, Matt, it's not a fishing report with you if we don't talk about what you're writing for the rural Virginian. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that's the, the thing about this week is uh, I haven't. I kind of slacked off this past week. Um, I think I, I did 11 days in a row on the water with clients and then five or six more myself and, and just kind of scouting things out and just uh, actually lost track of the days last week and didn't get anything in for the, the weekly column. Um, this week, um, I am just finally getting in touch with uh, the new um, Department of Game and Inland Fisheries director, who I think I've told you before, but he's from my hometown. And so I'm, I'm finally getting that interview finished and, and uh, written up into column form and hopefully have that submitted tomorrow. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. It sounds like a good problem to have if you're fishing too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of tired, but it's uh the summertime doesn't last last for too long, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it while I can. Absolutely. And before I let you go, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book you for a day on the water? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the website's mattreillyflyfishing.com, and my phone number and email and all that's on there. Um, so feel free to send me a email or text or shoot me a phone call anytime. Be happy to hear from you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. Folks, get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. All right. Thanks, Marvin. You too.